Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, choir. Uh, it's a great piece this morning. Music, I just, uh, you all amaze me every week. I tell you, it's just really wonderful to hear God's people praising the Lord and singing. And I just thank you for, for doing that. And, and I, I just, uh, means so much to me. This morning we're in Acts chapter 28. Acts 28, beginning in verse 1. I, it says to 6, but we're going to probably le- read on into 10. So uh, those that are able, if you would stand as we read God's word. Acts 28. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. There was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the land. He welcomed us to his home and for three days entered and entertained us hospitably. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went to him to see him and after, and pr- after prayer placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick of the island came and were cured. They honored us in many ways, and when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. May God bless the reading of his word. May be seated. I, you know, as I was reading this, it kind of dawned on me that he started saying us and we, and I'm going, Luke must have been with them. You don't think about that. Luke wrote Acts. And, and I didn't think about Luke being with them. I mean, that just that was an interesting thought all of a sudden. I didn't, and that's, that, that's just free for nothing. That's not really part of anything. No. It is, um, you know, it's, it really is funny. When finally you all are here, I was, I was beginning to wonder earlier this morning if you all were even here. You know, it's kind of like a, we're cold and we're here, but we're not really here, you know. But seriously, that, so Luke was with him, and he, so he's got a person first-hand account of this story and as many of you know I love the stories of the Bible I think they're really they're so really cool and you've got this interesting character Paul anyway you know you think about if your preacher was in prison half the time how you'd feel <laughs> really I mean think about it I mean he, and he was he was and he was a prisoner now he was on a ship and it was a prisoner and they were um, he was being taken by boat to Rome he there was on his way to Rome and so here he's riding on this boat as a prisoner and um, they encounter a terrible storm. Now, it's interesting. There were 276 people. They, they don't always say how many people are around, but this particular passage, if you look at the passage before what I just read, it tells there were 276 of them. They were all on board. And Paul had warned them that this was hap- going to happen. They were going to have a trouble. He let them know this is going to happen. And they didn't believe him, they didn't care, you know, whatever. So here they are, and, and he said there was this could be this disaster. They didn't listen, they didn't care. Paul's going, okay, you know. And so they're shipwrecked. 
and everyone has to swim aboard, or if they couldn't swim, grab a, a plank or something to get, get to shore. 276, all of them survived. Now, folks, we might think that that's insignificant. That's not insignificant. 276 people on any kind of shipwreck, I don't care how close you are to shore, something's going to happen to somebody. I mean, it's just going to. It was a storm. It was cold. They were crashed on the rocks, and they were trying to make it to the beach, and they, they couldn't make it to the beach, and so they ended up going and crashing on the, on the rocks. And so the boat's falling apart. Somebody would have probably tried to say, I'll stay with the boat. I'll hang in it. But no, they all got off, and they all went to shore. Which leads us to our first point, if you want to count points. God takes care of his people. He takes care of his people. Now, a lot of times we're not sure he's taking care of it. You know, we kind of wonder sometimes. We kind of, God, are you here? Do you hear me? Are you with me? God takes care of his people. Paul was a prisoner. He was almost killed by the guards because they didn't want any prisoners to get away. So what would they do? They would just kill him. But they decided to let him live. They all could have drowned. They didn't. They were able to swim. The residents of Malta welcomed them. They could have thought, 276 people, this is an invasion. Think about it. Uh, there's a boat. They didn't know who these people were. These were natives of Malta. They didn't have a clue if Paul was in his crew or that, well, he was part of the, the problem, but you know, he was there with all these, all these ship people, all these folks on the ship. Are they coming to invade our land and take us over? They didn't. What did they do? They welcomed them. They didn't feel threatened. They didn't kill them. They left them. None of those things happened. Instead, what did they do? They welcomed them and built a fire for them to warm up. That is amazing. That, even the nor'easter that had blown through, as uh, New England could tell you right now about nor'easters, Nor'easters are nothing to play about. You know, they really aren't. We don't really get them much here. We came close, I thought, a few weeks ago. We got, kind of got a... But the nor'easter comes, that's a strong storm. And they were, and, and that was what it said it was. And it just happened. Now, Paul could have played the, hey, I warned you. You didn't listen. See, you should have listened to me card. He could have played that card. You know, if you all listen to me, where they all took care of him and maybe they... Um, would have watched out for him and, and done all this stuff because he warned them about this. And he also told them that they would all survive if they would listen to him. He also fed them. Folks, you're fixing to go through a tough time. Eat. I know you're worried we're getting ready to crash. Eat. How interesting. How interesting that he's telling his captors, these people are watching over him. He's a prisoner, remember. And he's telling them all these things. He could have played that card, but he didn't. No, what did he do? He helps collect firewood. He was the prisoner, and he's out helping collect firewood. In his distressed situation, he's out there collecting and gathering firewood. He could have played the, I'm a prisoner. You take care of me. You take care of it. That's what prisoners today would do, you know. 
You know, I'll sit back. Yeah, I ain't going to do that. Y'all, I'm, I'm here, but you all take care of me. We see where good works gets us. The heat of the fire warmed up the viper and it bit Paul. You ever thought about that? You're doing something good, you help it out, and something bad happens. Seriously, we do it I do, all the time. You know, let's get real. Why we don't help a lot of the people on the side of the roads that are homeless or doing those kind of things, a lot of people don't help. Why do they? Because they burn them a lot of times. They end up stealing from them or they end up doing this or they end up doing that or something happens. And so a lot of times we're, we get what I call jaded. We, we look at out there and say, well, yeah, but what about this? What about that? We do good things and something bad happens. And that's exactly what happened to Paul. Poor Paul. You look at what, what, it, what has just gone through. He's been through a terrifying storm for 14 days. He's been struggling for his life in the blackness of the storm. He's abandoned by sailors when they were about to um, hit the rocks. His life was threatened by the soldiers who thought he might escape. He had to jump overboard and swim to, sh to shore. He was cold and gathering wood, and then a snake bites him. We call it snake bit, don't we? When, when thing after thing after thing after thing after thing after thing happens, we call it snake bit. Well, guess what? Paul got literally snake bitten. Wow, how many things can he do? What can he do? What? How would you feel if you'd have been Paul? I said, all right, God, what are you trying to tell me? I'm here, I've gone through all this stuff, I'm trying to help out, I'm trying to get warm, I'm collecting firewood, and a snake bites me, really? That'd been me, I'd have gone, Lord, are you sure I'm really your servant? You keep telling me I am, but I, right now I'm not feeling it. You know? Poor, poor, pitiful me. Poor, poor, pitiful me. You know, we do that, don't we? Y'all ever play that song? I play it to me a lot of times. Poor me. So he's got this <laughs> snake dangling from his head. I don't know about you guys. I'd be freaking out just a little. Maybe, maybe not. I, I, I'm not really a bad, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of snakes like a lot of people are. But I'm sorry if a viper that I know is poisonous and all the Maltons knew was poisonous was dangling from my head, I would be freaking out. I'd be running and ripping around. Ah, something's got me. Something's got a hold of me, right? You know. <laughs> That's the title of the sermon. What's got a hold of you? <laughs> a viper had hold of him. So when something grabs hold of you, what do you do? When we have COVID or the flu or sickness, how do we handle it? Well, some people take tons of medicine, whatever I can get, take something. Some want to, are helpless and lay around and want all the attention. Some want, don't you get near me, I'll leave me alone, let me suffer in silence. Some people race to the doctor. Some people say, I'll tough it out. Some people go to their knees. Most of us do a combination of those things. Do a little bit of this, do a little bit of that. 
and we flounder around and get all out of sorts sometimes when the sickness grabs us. When the sickness of sin grabs us, what do we do? How do we handle it? Do we flounder around and not sure what to do? Do we try to find some quick fix for it? Do we go to our knees? Do we do a combination of the things? When heartache or disappointment grabs you, what do you do? Some lash out in anger. Some seek sympathy from those that they disappointed and those that hurt them or from others. Others outside, they get outside help from others for someone that has gone through it maybe before. Others go to their knees. Most of us do a combination of those things. We try to work it out. We go to our knees. Disappointment and heartache are part of life. And we've got to trust God and take care of them. I don't care who you are. You're going to be disappointed in heartache somewhere along the line. Some of you may be going through that today. I don't know, but I do know this. It doesn't happen. God will take care of us. It always doesn't happen as quickly as we want it to. <laughs> it's not like Paul who just shook the snake off into the fire. We can't always just shake it off and keep going. When personal needs and life care happen, what do you do? The needs may be financial or spiritual. It could be loneliness or a strained relationship. It could be you just need comfort or just knowing that someone cares. Personal needs come in all shapes and sizes, don't they? Sometimes we just need someone to listen or to talk to. When personal needs come, some may reach out to others for companionship or for financial help. Others may stop everything and just run away. You know those folks, don't they? They just quit. Others look for help from the wrong kind of people. While others turn to the church. I can't tell you the number of times people have come to the church looking for certain things, whether it be financial or spiritual help or whatever, they've come seeking something. While others pray. Most do a combination of those things. Most of us pray. But we always get caught up. You see, sometimes three things grab hold of us. <laughs> We, we have to understand that things just get us sometimes. I don't know what's grabbing you today. It could be anything. Some of us, they're not always as dangerous as a viper grabbing our hand. Most of us have probably not had a viper grab your hand. If you have, that was a traumatic experience and you're probably still reliving it. I can imagine. Um, I had a friend that got bit by a rattlesnake on the heel, and, and you, you remember those kind of things. He also was happy day one day when he got to see a big king snake eat a rattlesnake in front of him. That made his day after he'd been bitten by a rattlesnake before. But you see, sometimes things are dangerous, and we can't shake them off as easily as if it was just some little lizard or something that just kind of grabbed us. We can't shake it off because it's got hold of us and it paralyzes us. When all the panic and crisis comes and things you don't know what to expect, how do we shake them off? Do we shake them off or do we let them poison us and kill us? 
Because you see, so many times when things happen and grab us and get hold of us, we let it poison us or let it get to us. Do we panic or do we trust God to take care of things? Folks, I can panic. I can tell you. I know how to panic. What's going on? What's going to happen? This is, this is not good. We're going to have a rough time. So how do we handle the criticism? See, in this passage, the people saw Paul get bitten, but they said, oh, this guy obviously was a murderer. This guy really was a bad criminal. This guy's going to get his because the guy's going to get him. Right? They were ready. They were ready to watch. We're going to watch this guy die right in front of us because he was obviously a bad guy. And all of a sudden, they're looking, and nothing's happening. He didn't die. He didn't do anything. He acted like nothing ever happened. That snake didn't do any, I mean, nothing. Folks, they knew that snake. This, this, was, this was their native land. They had seen that type of snake before. And they had seen what it had done to people when it had bitten them. And they watched them swell up or watched them die right there. When he didn't do that, all of a sudden, he must be a god. They went from murderer to god. How many times do we do that? Huh? They're, they're from this world, world's worst person I ever met. They're just terrible. And all of a sudden, we find out they're not as terrible as we thought, and they were all of a sudden, why, they're the best person I ever saw. I can't believe how good those two are. We do that. We take it. Sometimes we face cynicism. We think we're going to, um, to fold under the pressure. We think that we don't, we're not going to do so well, and we want to quit when all these things happen. I, I, let's face it. My guess is all of us at some point said, you know, this is just getting too hard. I quit. I'm just going to give up. You may have done it at a job. You may have done it to a family member. You may have done it to, I don't know, anything. We get to the point where we go, I give up. I can't take it anymore. We get disillusioned, and we think those things that grab hold of us will kill us, or at least, if nothing else, make us sick. And so what do we do? We let it. We let it make us sick. We let it take us away. We let it pull us out away from where we're supposed to be. And we let it take over our lives. And folks, sometimes we just need to shake it off into the fire and let it go. Whatever has happened. Paul didn't think much of it. But you see, God had worked a miracle. The Maltans thought he was somebody special. They didn't worship him, but they were sure looking at him differently. So much so that the main guy, the mayor of the city, the, the head governor, whoever he was, invites a prisoner to his house. Now folks, hear me clearly. High officials don't usually bring criminals to their home, especially in these days, especially when these were strangers that came upon the land, especially when I've got my group and I know my people, but I have no clue who these folks are. I just know it looks like some soldiers and there's some prisoners, and one of the prisoners you're going to bring to your home to meet your family? 
I brought some strange folks to my house. My parents were not excited about some of them I brought home. They treated them like they were criminals. They weren't, but maybe sometimes they might have been, you know? We bring in people, we, we don't usually do that. We bring in what? We bring in people that we expect and we know and we're expecting them to behave properly. And so Paul comes. They had a new respect for him because something was different about him. God was working through him because this man survived a deadly snake bite. This man survived a shipwreck. This man survived being a prisoner. And how was he handling it? And then he does something even more miraculous. He heals. What? What are you saying? You heal him? You're going to take care of him? His father was sick in bed. Dysentery. Sick. I mean, this guy was sick, sick. Paul heals him. What does that happen? What happened after that? All the sick came over there for him to heal. Everybody. It says all of them. Everybody was sick came that way. And the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. Where is Paul today? He could cure all this COVID. Paul didn't cure anybody. God did. You see, Paul allowed himself to be used when something got hold of him. And when something gets hold of us, we need to let God use us and take us the next direction, take us to the next level and see the mighty things that God really can use when we let him take care of things. We always try all the other options and then when everything else fails, we pray. Come on. We do this. We should be going and praying and then let God take care of all this stuff and all this other stuff will, make, will fall into place. When we put God first, he is able to use us in ways that are beyond what we expect. Paul didn't expect to minister to an entire island of people. But God did. Think about all the people that were brought in light to who God was. Because Paul got bitten by a snake and kept on going and kept letting God use him. So what has grabbed hold of us today? How are you going to handle it? Are you going to let it kill you spiritually? Or are you going to shake it off? Are we going to our knees and pray? That's what we're called to do. When God works through us, we'll see miraculous things happen. When something's got hold of you, don't let that be the end. Paul could have noticed and gone, oh, 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 and died. Shook it off. It's time for us to really trust God and take care of it. It's hard to let it go. I think sometimes we just hold on to the viper. We just hold on. Don't let go. We're going to just hold it. No, folks. Shake it off. Get to your knees and let God take care of it. 
he'll use you in mighty ways like you never imagined. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, a lot of things get us. They take over on us. They take us. They have hold of us so hard that we can't let go. We need you to help us shake it off, to help go forward, to help follow you, and let you use us in everything we do. Lord, use us. Show us who you are. Help us to reach those that are hard to reach. And when we do, when it happens, we'll give you the honor and the glory because it is you that all these things can happen. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for healing. Thank you for help. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is our time of invitation. If you'd like to unite with Forest Heights, we would love to have you as part of this congregation. You may want to accept Christ as your Savior. You may never have done that. This is a time to do that. Whatever decision you may have, we invite you as we sing.